Yeah, well, that all uh, goes back to like to what uh, first Ross Child said. Uh, uh, let me control the money, and I care not yeah. who makes the laws. Who makes the rules? Yeah, you know, uh, it's that's it. Yeah, yeah. You control okay. the money, you control everything. Yes. Yeah, be, yeah, and that's true because. Um, um, any economics course will tell you that the laws of any country revolve or must revolve around this economic system. So that is true. Hooper controls uh, the economics, controls the whole system. If you wish to abolish that country and blur the lines and create a regional society, then you have to have a new currency. Mm -hmm. You have to have a new system, the euro, the amero, and so on. All mm -hmm. right, Jim, thank you. Stay tuned for more Richard, Mike, Ann, and Nancy. Coming up for our guest, Alan Watt will tell you how to get on his website and get his information. When we come back, I'm Rick Adams. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest is Alan Watt, and uh, cutting through the matrix is what it's all about. And, uh, Alan, um, people wish to visit your site to get materials, videos, and so forth. What's the best way they can do that, Alan? Why? It's just cuttingthroughthematrix.com, mm -hmm. and you'll see what's, uh, what I've got. I've got hundreds, well, I don't know how many shows up now for free yep. download, and, uh, and different items for sale, CDs, videos, yep. and books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many videos have you produced or made? Uh, I've only put two out so far, and another one coming up very shortly. And what will that be about? Can you tell us? Uh, it'll be a, a combination of the history of what we're talking about right now, in fact. Okay. The, the money system mm -hmm. and the groups that go along with it and, and yeah. the control of societies. So when Jesus said, he, uh, you know, for the love of money, he, mm -hmm. wasn't, uh, he wasn't talking. He was, he was being very direct. Yeah, well, you got to understand that, that uh, even in the translations, they're often altered. And with some of the Greek versions, they, they just say money is a, right. is, is, is a problem, not the love of it. It's no, money the itself. Love of money is the key. And, um, it's money, because money is not the problem. Um, it's attitude. I, actually, I, I would slightly disagree there. I think money, uh, once you accept that money is a substitute for, for real wealth, which is the, the land you sit on or the food you grow or the food that you can barter, then you've got a third party involved between two people to barter. And the person with the money is the third person who eventually takes over. That's the key to that, too. Yeah, but you see, that's true. But the money need not be the means to an end, I think is mm -hmm. what, what, what I'm trying to say. And in and of itself, uh, money is, is a medium of exchange, but it does not have to be, really, when you come right down to it. In an ideal system, in an ideal system that would be true. However, I think it's within... Uh, Humanity, um, the, the the lust for power. Those who lust for power will always go after money. It doesn't matter what. It brings power. Yeah, that's right. So, so you always have corruption. You know, it doesn't always because, as you you know, people win tremendous amounts of money in the lotteries, and then they're poor within a matter of months. They mm -hmm. spent themselves right back into bankruptcy, um, and they they have no power at that point. But those that are in the highest echelons of control. Mm -hmm. of creating the money and the phony money, as I call it, the monetary system, not the money, like the Fed, are mm -hmm. the ones who are the beneficiaries. Yes, and so are, so are all those who work, or who are involved, the clerks, the chartered accountants, all these people. Yeah. Yeah. Rothschild mentioned it himself. He said only those who are working with, for money, with money itself,
people make the riches. In other words, it's non-productive in itself. Right. But those who are working with money and, and yeah. pushing the pens, he said, will catch on to the scam. He called it a scam. Yeah. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't expose it because they were benefiting from it so much. Well, naturally, it was their scam. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, let's take more calls now. Richard in Kentucky is next. Hello, Richard. Yeah, hi there, uh, Rick and Alan. Yes. I have a question for Alan. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I've been uh, basically studying the stuff about Freemasonry and uh, the Zionists and everything all, since about the mid-1980s. And I'd like to say you know, that everything you're saying is, is dead on. It's absolutely right. I mean, the things they were saying back in the 80s about all this, they were you know, predicting what was going to happen to this country. It has happened. It has come to pass on a phenomenal level. Um, what I'm just curious about, I noticed you know, the several times that I've listened to your show, Alan, you, you, know, you, you do spend a lot of time talking about the, the plans behind all this, the, the Masons and you know, the religious sentiment behind all this, which is all very true. Uh, I'm just curious why you don't emphasize a little more, though, especially you know, for the average listener, the actual uh, nuts and bolts of the matter, the you know the actual things that have taken place, their plans that have come to pass, the actual provable things, the things the politicians are doing and saying mm -hmm. that actually prove you know what has been going on for this last hundred years. Mm, well, I'll tell you right away. Most people want today have no retention of memory. If they did, they wouldn't need me to point out what's been in the newspapers their whole lives. Uh, very true. I kid you not. So why should I go over all the stuff? Uh, that I gleaned from papers growing up and so on yeah. and they, they, they saw at the same time but they didn't retain see the, the people who can't retain things today and, and people are losing their memory today by the way yes. and I think it's a spraying that's going on yeah and uh, so I, I you can go I could spend 10,000 lifetimes giving them the history of this and it wouldn't make any difference to any action they will take because most of them will take no action at all Right. What, what I kind of meant, though, is you know, um, basically the, the average Joe, the average person on the street, is basically, okay, you know, he's, he's getting a certain amount of information from the newspapers and the media, uh -huh. but that information, he's not really getting the real information of what's really going on. You know, they're, just, they're getting entertainment and uh -huh. you know, a few twisted stories that the Zionists and the media want them to hear, but in a lot of cases, they're not you know, getting the real news, what goes on in their own communities, what goes on uh -huh. on a national level. Uh, that's just why, why I'm curious, you know, is why that isn't brought out more, really, mm -hmm. rather than the history of the movement, which, you know, basically mm -hmm. is just kind of uh, the people that, that already know, you know, these things. Yeah. Well, see, that's true. You don't need to know what's happening in the next county half the time, even. It doesn't matter where you live. Right. And, and But what you can be sure of is through the networking of the United Nations today, everything that's happening in your county on every level is happening in every other county on the planet at the same time because it's all coming from the UN and has been for the last 50 years even your building codes come from comes from the UN right and it's signed I, into law my own life yeah and so everything I used to live in, in New York City you know and I, I moved to rural Kentucky and I mean the very same you know practices that are going on on a local level yeah. in New York mm -hmm. are slowly filtering down here to Kentucky even that's right and I've noticed as well and I watched some obituaries and you'll see the people on school boards, whether it's male or female, and look at the lists of all the organizations they, they belong to, school boards, your local council boards, and so on. They're all Freemasonic, either male or female. Uh, I, I saw one recently where the women belonged to seven different lodges, and she was on every board in her little county. 
So this is standard. They know the system. And the Masons boast freely in their own publications that they brought in the education system and they brought in the world standardized educational system. There's a good reason for that. Yeah. Okay, right. Mike. You get another point, or would you like to move along now? Oh, it's Richard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to say basically you know, that, that that is all true, but it's it's really these things, these nuts and bolts things that need to be pointed out more. You know what the school boards are doing, what the mm-hmm. are, what they belong to, rather than the history. And, of, yeah, of, and what I keep emphasizing. Years ago. Yeah, what I keep emphasizing. Valid, a valid point. Yeah, what I keep emphasizing is, and, I, and people will not touch this. I've been lots of shows. Uh, I see. If you want to vote people into anything anything that gives power over you, you better demand the right to know what organizations they have already sworn allegiance to. Yeah. And no one will touch that. No. They why won't. not? They won't. Yeah, they why, wouldn't why? dare. They wouldn't dare touch it because they know they're touching the raw nerve of this system. But it's the only way you're going to get through and get any answers because you'll be shocked to find that everybody in every major position that's going to make a law that's going to affect you but has already sworn an oath to a previous organization. Yeah. And, and they're, they're well, we're seeing that with the standardization of voting, voting uh, from the federal government down to the local yeah. precinct, all about control, controlling the results. Yes, and no the, uh, about that. even the Police Chiefs Association is now the International Police Chiefs Association across the planet, and they all oh, take yeah. their orders from the UN. Well, after all, we've got to fight world terror now. Yeah, and you have an International Mayors Association. Sure. It's, it's on and on. Everything is already global. Yeah. All for the good of mankind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Mike, for your call. Thank you. But I want to I want to put a little uh, chink in the armor here for you, uh, Alan. One mm. good thing, you know, you remember the big push in the 1980s, 70s, and 80s for bringing America into the metric system in every oh, yeah. sense of it. Yeah. Well, that was rejected, you know, by mm-hmm. the American people. <clears throat> Didn't go over. Yeah. I remember because I. I was in, uh, you know, a radio station, and they wanted us to give the temperature, you know, the Celsius and all of that. Yeah. What are you, crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to do it. We just gave Fahrenheit, and people didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear about the metric system. And that system really was not uh, implemented fully as they intended. Not fully. There are examples uh-huh. of this. Yeah. Fighting back. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I know, but, you know, here's another thing, too. They knew that then and long before it, they were going to make China the manufacturer for the planet, oh, and therefore everything coming in is already metric. It's metro- metricized. Yeah. But yeah. as far as our end is concerned, we don't go in and say, give me five metric inches of this yeah. or that. You yeah. know, we're still thinking American, and that has to uh-huh. be broken down. I know, because in, in Britain, see, in Britain, they changed the standards overnight from sure. pounds and ounces, sure. and only recently a grocer was imprisoned in England uh-huh. for refusing to use the metric system. Imprisoned. Right, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, that's the, amazing. And that's the most democratic country in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remind me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, see if we can say hello to Ann in New Mexico. Hello, Ann. Hi, Ann. You're, you're on the program, Ann. Hi, Rick. Hi. I can hear you well. Yeah, I just got plugged in. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Speaking of plugging in, oh, Alan, you're spot on. Uh, here's a little commentary and a question. Uh, the way I see it, and I think we're on the same page, is the current C runs the machine, which is the one glo- global computerized brain with the chipped hive masses plugged in. Yeah. And, of course, we are considered virus or free radical mm-hmm. by the programmer. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, uh, uh, and of course, uh, in the corporate behemoth, 
because it's all corporatized. Sure. You know, the bottom line is uh, mm-hmm. this current, which on the top, on the bottom it's paper, but on the top it's just uh, you push a button. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's electric. Yes, it you know, is. It's, it's the current. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, where? Oh, by the way, are you published? Yeah. A book? Yeah, I've got three out. Yeah. Pardon? I have three right now for sale. Yeah. Is it at Barnes and Noble? No. Nope. Oh no, not not there. I've been putting it myself. The website yeah. again, mm-hmm. it Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which I will. Uh, here's the question. Where? I'll tell you what, Ann, we have to break for uh, commercials. Okay. Would you like to hang on, please? Please. Stay with us, Ann, and you can ask those questions right. of uh, our guest, Alan Watt, as soon as we come back. Thank you. All right, let's take that break quickly. Three minutes. Rick Adams, we'll be back. 800-313-9443 is the number. Not much room on the lines, so jump on quickly if you get a question for our guest. We'll be right back. We've just been too busy setting up our businesses. We didn't pay enough attention to what was going on around us. We allowed a bunch of thieves and murderers to get control. Okay, we're back now, and uh, I'll get back to Mike in a minute. I I guess I made a little bit of a boo-boo there, but Ann, you're with us now. And uh, you wanted to raise a couple of uh, questions for uh, our guest, Alan. Go right ahead, Ann. Yes, Alan, you nailed it on the um, contracting with the currency, which is what we're plugged into right now, uh, versus bartering. And um, you're uh, exposing it. You know, I I learned something from you tonight, that the bartering is one-on-one, but when we contract with the money, we're contracting with that third party. Yes. Yeah. What, what, what they used to do um, at one time was to simply exchange what you needed for something you needed. And, and, uh, and oh. you see, now we, we, look, we don't look upon food as food or clothing as clothing. We, we, we work and we're trained to work to get money to buy the clothing or buy the food. Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? And then we have no control over the price or how much you're, you're going to get or anything else. Right. And you can also hire the most corrupt people to work for you for money. You know, you hire armies. An army won't stay together if it's not getting paid. It goes home. Uh, yeah. Here's a, here's a question. Mm. That is just brilliant. Um, uh, that I lear- what I learned from you tonight is thank you so much for that. But here's the question. Of course, uh, Daniel seven gives the um, the answer spiritually. But I'm I'm interested in uh, mm. in what you in your opinion what could bring this age old currency scam down? Mm. Yeah. What what could bring it down? What, in your opinion, is the fatal flaw in this age-old currency scam? What could bring it down? We're coming up to it, actually, because it's not just an, uh, uh, something that was to go on forever. Money is a tool of an elite. Uh, and uh, we're going into the next step, which is a trick of the elect, or electric, you see. Yes. And, and you're going into a stage where... Yeah, the chip. the chip. So money you know, is. How can you? How can you say mm-hmm. we would all have to stand up and say no? I'm not going to yeah. be chipped. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you'd also have to train the children who are already going for the idea through the cartoons because their superheroes have chips in them, mm-hmm. and in the movies oh. too. So you it's, it's all programming, predictive programming, and we must be aware of it right now because the money scam uh, has to stop before we're all doomed. In the future, the elites see us all as, as being bred as servants. And they've written about this. They won't need to reward us with anything that we believe is a, a real reward. It's, it's, our, it's our belief in money that makes it work. 
Yeah, you're right. And they want us to interface eventually with the computers. Yes. And, of course, Revelation tells us what to do. Because Revelation has, um, I don't know if you, um, if you have read Revelation, yeah. but it reveals to us, at least 2,000 years in advance, it has been revealing to us what's happening, what's going to happen, and what we should do about it, mm -hmm. which is say no. But most people are going to go along with it. Mm -hmm. You see that there's a high tradition here to do with, uh, it also says there, you know, in the New Testament it says, take no oath. Right. Now, no, 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 people sign their name away all the time. When you sign something, that is an oath. I know. Yeah. And you have a whole uh, population in the world who are trained to do it right now. Well, and Alan, you are really, really, you're just spot on. And I thank you. Thank you, Ann, for your Now opinion. we bless you. Amen. Now we bless thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ann. All right, let's get back to Mike in Texas. Hi, Mike. You're back again. Sorry about that. Hello. Yes, Mike. Oh, hi, Rick. Yes. Uh, Really, I'm appreciating the program tonight. Thank you. And, uh, Alan, uh, thank you for all the work that you've been doing uh, on this topic. Um, I guess I've kind of uh, had a, uh, a, a real motivation to, um, you know, get in or poke at uh, the Masonic Order. Mm -hmm. And it's come from... Uh, just some revelation on the part of my own family. Um, my grandfather, I found out just through looking at some of his old material, uh, was a Mason. And uh, he actually uh, was awarded a 50-year uh, award for having 50 years of uh, uh, membership. Mm -hmm. my, my grandfather is still alive. He's 101 years old. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so it's, it's, it really has uh, been a fascinating thing uh, for me. And I'm a, a, a Christian. I've got the Holy Ghost in me. I know I do. And uh, I've been, uh, you know, trying to fight back on the New World Order uh, for a number of years. And I guess that's kind of my uh, uh, question to put on the table is, uh, you know, I've seen on the web some different places, uh, Christians, uh, Christian witnessing uh, to Masons mm -hmm. and uh, information on that and some perspectives from what the writers were saying that they had been Masons and uh, were going through the different allegiances and had a, uh, a coming away and uh, just from their Christian convictions. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I think that's you know, so I wanted to get your perspective on that, and um, uh, I've also, in, in looking at my grandfather's material, going through some boxes, I found a book called The uh, Elders of Zion, mm -hmm. and uh, he had a lot of notes in there, and uh, I actually asked him, you know, or I, I brought up the subject of the Luciferian nature of the Masonic Order. Mm-hmm. And this was when he was about 98, 99 years old. Yeah. Uh, All right, Mike, if you have a, you want to continue and wrap up, then we'll just have you back right after the break, okay? Okay, well, we I got, appreciate uh, that, Rick. we got Nancy and Ryan and Michael and Rashid will be all next on the program. Stay with us, Rick Adams, Uncensored Radio, Free America, only on rbnlive.com. Don't feel like the Lone Ranger. You've got
got the radio Avenger on your side. Hey, Rick Adams is on. Hey, turn your horse radio on. Rick Adams is on. Ouch. <laughs> and, uh, Mike, you're with us. And continue. You wanted to uh, add something about what you discovered in your grandfather's uh, literary repertoire. Well, let me just kind of put the, the overall question on the table for y'all's comment. All right. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm interested in, uh, you know, putting Jesus on them. And uh, there's there's some guys that, are, that I know are in the order. And, uh, you know, when I've talked about it to them, I've seen just evil coming out of them. You know, as if it, it were demons. Yes. And And then, but I've got the Holy Ghost. And I will confront them with my eyes, with my words, and they will back away like like a, a turtle's head going into its shell. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just been a fascinating thing for me to be poking at this thing. And so you know, I, I've found some material through my grandfather's little boxes, including the Masonic Bible, and uh, and then this protocols for the Elders of Zion book. Mm-hmm. A pamphlet. Yeah. And so I guess my overall question is, you know, I, I don't know what's in the Masonic Bible versus King James or, or whatever other, you know, New International Version or, or just what what is, is Alan's comments on, uh, you know, mm. Christian witnessing and provocation uh, in, in the name of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost? Well, what's your opinion on this, Alan? I know Alan's not a preacher. He's not here to preach or bring you... A scriptural message per se, but he but, can comment but, on it. Yes, but Rick, aren't, is it not a religious order? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, it all it, comes yeah. down to religion. It's a, it's a religious it, order. It, it is. It really is sure. a spiritual battle. It's a of spiritual battle. Is. Yes, absolutely, Mike. Yes. And, and you have now, to. Re- did you want to comment yeah, quickly because we have to move along? You have to realize that these guys have had intense indoctrination through their degrees. And you don't hit, you don't get them out of it by antagonizing them. You've got to do it more subtly and quieter. And, and, and see, if you try to bring everyone out of a lodge, it's not going to work. It gets the occasional individual here or there you talk quietly to. Mm. And you don't bombard them with everything that you know. You give them a little piece here and there, and they might start coming to you. How many do you know of, uh, or do you, that have done that, have come out? Um, I know some. I've, talked, I've got some myself that have come out 33rd okay. degrees, yeah. Oh. Very interesting. Oh. And like, now the, the order, the number, goes much higher than 33. Uh, that's why even in Fahrenheit and Celsius, they both meet at 40 degrees, because the, the, the higher secrets start at 40. Uh, that's why life begins at 40. That's, that's why it begins at 40. You get the higher uh, truths then, yeah. Very interesting. Thank you, Mike, for your call. We have to take our next caller, Thank you, who Rick. is Nancy, waiting from New York. Hello, Nancy. You're on with Alan Watt. Ah, hi, Rick. Hi, Alan. Hello. Yes. I'm a new listener. This is the first time I've ever Very good. Very good. I thought so. We have a lot of new listeners. Uh came across uh, the cuttingthroughthematrix.com mm-hmm. because of the reality check video that was on YouTube. Yes. Watched that and found that interesting, and it led me to the website. There you go, on YouTube, um, huh? All right. <laughs> and not only that, I just sent a check today for the ancient religion CDs. So it's a great site. Um, not new to the ideas, but I think newer than some of your listeners. Mm-hmm. 
at any rate, my here's my question is, given everything is controlled by a small group at the top, mm-hmm. it's two questions. One is, you know, what's the alternative? And the other is, what can I do, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. make things uh, okay for my kids and my grandkids? Yeah. Good question. And I think I'll just hang up and listen. If Very good. Right. Thank you, Nancy, for calling. Thanks. Appreciate mm-hmm. your first-time call. All right, Alan. The, the, the first thing is, is um, what, what can be done, and, and you, the it's true. The alternative yeah. is for uh, the good side of human nature. This is, I mean, we're talking ideal here, <laughs> idealistically, yeah. uh, but, but the perfect side of human nature, which we have to decide that this whole system is wrong. You, you can't save a system which is corrupt. You, no. you see, you can't do it. Now, if it was corrupt from the beginning, if, if the foundation was corrupt and built on blood, you can't save it either. Everything built on top is just more corruption. That's exactly what I say, yes. So, you, you truly, this, this is a, a battle of, of free will or the spirit as well um, for survival of an alternate way and not the one that's been designed by the boys who are leading us at present. Uh, it, it, it would take a tremendous change in humanity to be human. All those those little faculties that make us human with emotion, caring, loving, and so on, to come to the front. If that does not happen, it's doomsday. We we have a choice, and, and it's the same thing with uh, with uh, the children. Um, Europe, I guess, a tremendous battle of indoctrination from television and magazines and peer pressure and so on. And, and the school system is all geared towards this as well. Uh, I have to I really pity people with children right now because mm-hmm. they have the, the hardest job of all trying to pass on values. And these are true survival values mm-hmm. for independent thought and thinking for, for, for the future. Uh, but it must be done, no matter how hard it is, it must be done, or it will be game over for those people. Those children will be strangers to you shortly if you don't. Yeah. They're already being alienated from yes. their parents. They don't yeah. even know who their parents are in many cases. The, the parents, you see, Bertrand Russell was paid to have, to have special experimental schools. This is Lord Bertrand Russell from Britain. And he wrote lots of books. Uh, one of them is called The Impact of Science on Society. Sure. Uh, one of the best ones to read is an earlier book on his experimentation with the schools. Uh, the British Crown gave him permission to do this. He was encouraging um, pre-pubertal sex with, with males and females in this school in Britain, uh, where any other school you know, would have been closed for doing it. The Crown wanted to see what this experiment would show. And he said, if we can get to encourage them to have pre-pubertal sex, actually, um, they'll never get married. They won't need a partner. So we, like the Harrod experiment. Though. Yes. And, and he said, if we can get those children at the age of two or three into kindergarten, universal daycare, he said, our scientific indoctrination for two or three hours per day will guarantee that any moralistic input from the parents will be null and void. So they knew that back in the early 1900s, and we've, we've watched it happen. It's happened. All right. Let's yeah. take some more calls. 1-800-313-9443. Ryan in Oregon is next. Hello, Ryan. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys? Um, I have a question for Alan, and then maybe a real quick uh, follow-up that leads from that question. Uh, before that, though, I'd like to make an FYI-type uh, real quick comment. Okay. Hmm. I've got a... Uh, 
business associate and a very close friend that I worked with for about 10 years now who has a cousin who he's really close with that works at one of the central depository banks here in the uh, United States. I won't say which one. I do know which one it is, but I don't want to you know, go there with that. My point that I wanted to pass on to everybody concerning the currency and their plans and, and all of their goals and everything mm-hmm. is that this gentleman has physically seen and touched the, the notes that have already been printed and are already in storage at the central vaults mm-hmm. for the Amero dollar. Yeah. They exist. I, I think they've been printed in Canada, actually. Yeah, yeah and they're, they've already distributed them to the, um, like I say, the depositories. And what yeah. he's been told is they uh, anticipate uh, the distribution of those notes somewhere between uh, 2008 and 2010. So that's mm-hmm. their yep. agenda, at least what they're being told inside the central banks. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Anyway, uh, my question, uh, Alan, if I could, and this is kind of motivated from watching uh, some of the um, uh, eulogies that went on with uh, Ford's uh, funeral over the last Mm -hmm. couple of days. Mm -hmm. People like uh, Bush Sr. and Carter and and other gentlemen of that generation, you know, it was almost palatable that you could see it in their eyes that they were literally wondering about, hey, where am I going to be? When's my turn? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It, It was really... Bizarre, and I don't know if I was the only one picking no, up. No, no, you weren't. Yep. So my, and, and you I, notice George Bush Jr., uh, the president, looked rather grim-faced. Well, looking down, his his fate, his future. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope the Holy Spirit shows him some things before he does die. But anyway, uh, my question, Alan, um, deals with that. You know, there's all of these uh, gentlemen that are one or two and maybe in some cases three generations ahead of me. I'm 49. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed over the last couple of years, things seem to be just exponentially speeding up on everything. It's almost, um, you can't hardly catch your breath. Mm -hmm. My question is, is this directly. Do you see that as being part and parcel because of the, um, this, this eldest generation sees that their time is coming to an end and they want to get these things done before they go, or, or is there something else motivating this? Yeah, what it is, these guys, it's a long-term business plan. The world is a long-term business plan, and they make their meetings, they actually plan it centuries ahead. Every step of it, even the wars. Indeed. Indeed. And what you're seeing is, is the culmination. 2010, um, it's a high occultic uh, year for them uh, in the occult. Yes. Um, Arthur right. C. Clarke, a high mason, did 2001. That was to kick it off. So you had 9-11 happen in 2001. That was written in the 1960s, by the way. Uh, two big movies, two big books. 2010 was to follow it up with, with the creation of a world system. The year we make contact. Yeah. That's right. So, so you're mm-hmm. saying that, you're, uh, Alan, you're saying that it isn't necessarily the fact that these gentlemen are reaching their... You know, no. End of days, but that this is already pre-planned. Ahead. It's pre-planned. That's right. And even during the NAFTA negotiations or the free trade negotiations, Shelley Ann Clark, that was the top uh, civil servant in Ottawa, came out and tried to go public. And she taught, she did all the typing up for the books for the negotiations. And she said that the Americas, under the free trade negotiation, had been agreed to be merged by the year at the year 2010. Mm-hmm. 
Here we go again. Yep. Anyway, my real quick follow-up question, because I really want to hear your answer on this one. Um, people like George Schultz, uh, Zabrinsky, Kissinger, yeah. those gentlemen, do you see those men as um, lieutenants that are being controlled by higher-ups even higher than them, or are they actually the kingpins? Or where do they fit, and if they're not them... Uh, or do we look to people like uh, Clovenhoof or any of these, you know, uh, maybe even Benedict? Or who, who are the people that actually are pulling the strings here? Uh, right, let him answer that and listen off the air, Ryan, so we can move okay. along. Very good. Thank you. Go ahead, uh, Alex. Okay. What they call Kissingers and these types, the high advisors who come to presidents with the agenda. See, the presidents have less power than advisors. The advisors are trained for their position. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the advisors work in unison across the globe, implementing the same agendas, writing the scripts for the presidents and prime ministers. And they're called the gray men. So the Kissingers in this system, in the occultic world, they call them the gray men who go between the, the chessboard, the white and the black squares. Now, the, the ones who behind the scenes are very, very old families. You can trace them uh, through the nobility uh, throughout Europe. They came in with the Norman invasion. And it's the same families interbred over and over. Uh, we have them, a lot of them in Canada, in fact, very big families, uh, powerful families, but very quiet. And some of them are the, are the only international private money lenders to whole nations living here in Canada. Mm -hmm. But you never see their names in the news. Right, right. All right. As a matter of fact, we have uh, a new caller, I believe, from Canada. I'm going to defer uh, the other caller, Michael and Rashid, and keep you on the line for just a few moments so we can take this... Uh, long-distance call from Canada. Linda, hello. You're on with our guest, Alan Watt. Well, I'm astounded to actually get through this time. Yes, this I know. This is the first time I've uh, come to the radio station. Um, I have a question for you about um, you, one of the earlier callers mentioned, or the topic got around to microchips, mm -hmm. uh, RFID, and I wondered if, I, if there is, um, has been any indication that people have been chipped uh, mm -hmm. without their knowing it. Yes, there, there is in fact. Uh, it, it broke out in uh, psychiatric studies in the 1960s um, uh, with uh, supposedly schizophrenia, mm -hmm. of all things. Up until then, most schizophrenia manifested hallucinations in a religious form, and suddenly it was all to do with chips that were implanted in the back, in their head, and computers that were controlling them before the general public in Europe even heard of computers. Um, this was a brand new phenomena. Pretty well all of these people had been in the military. They had minor operations whilst in the military, and it's come out since that they were being experimented upon with the early chips. Uh, that's of great personal interest to me. Uh -huh. I'm wondering if there is a way of, or a place where a person could go to, to get information or to be checked it would depend yeah it would depend where it is number one uh, also if you've been chipped and, and see in canada and britain it was so easy to do because you have national health care systems where they can track you through your life and watch for symptoms and so on so but if you can prove that it's given you physical uh, uh disturbances that they'd have to check into it and and remove it where would i go how would how would i do that you, you would have to have some evidence or some suspicion um, that you can put across uh, to a GP, not a young one. You have to give it an older one. Well, something very peculiar happened earlier this year. Well, last year, now January 14th, as a matter of fact. Uh, mm -hmm. A mark appeared on my body. Uh -huh. 
and it looked exactly like um, uh, crosshairs, like a, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And there were peculiar three peculiar marks on it. Three, three marks. Was it an upper arm? No. No, it was on my upper left breast, actually. Okay, yeah, but the the three uh, little marks are common. Uh, yeah, okay. In the in the top mm-hmm. uh, quadrant. Mm-hmm. Quadrant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the crosshairs were exactly ninety degrees. Mm-hmm. It was a very very um, concise mark. It was, and it it, it appeared just as a, as two. As just a red mark, really. Uh-huh. Yeah. But done so finely as though it was done with a very fine pen. Mm-hmm. It lasted for about three weeks, and yeah. then it turned into a burn and peeled off and disappeared. Okay. Yeah. So I'm almost. Do you have old. a personal uh, GP or doctor that you have already in the system? I don't, but I went to someone here. Mm-hmm. I, I went to three people immediately. And all three of them saw it. Now, one is a naturopath, one's a nurse, and one's a, an environmental specialist. Okay. And I got no response. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got no information. Nobody had seen anything. Nobody knew how to check about it. Mm-hmm. So you may or may not have it, though. You may not have the, the, mm-hmm. the implant or the chip. Yeah. So you but, but, but the mark came from somewhere, and I'm, yeah. as I said, I'm almost 60 years old. I'm not... Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I, I don't you have will to, have to do something to find... Exactly. Yeah. Qualified to deal with it, a doctor who can deal with all of the tests necessary. That's what I would do, Linda. Where do I find that? Like, what, what, what's the indicator for that? What's the name? What's you, we'd have to go to, to an epidemiologist. And epidemiologist. Yeah. Okay. All right, Linda. Thank you from from Canada. We appreciate it. We'll be right back with Michael and Rashid. Stay with us, Alan Watt, our guest. dare you call yourselves patriots and heroes. If you say the government is in a conspiracy to take your freedom away, you are just plain wrong. There is no freedom. Oh my, my, my. Well, there it is, Alan, from the horse's mouth, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Mr. Clinton. All right, let's take our final call right now, and that is from, I believe it's Rashid in uh, Washington, D.C., is that right? Yes. Hi, Rashid. Welcome to the program. How are you doing? Good. Peace to everybody. Yeah, I I want to try to say something. I'm a first-time caller. I never called much to anything. But I do do like to listen to your show, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of intelligence out there, and I appreciate uh, Alan Watts and you, too. I want to say, as 2,000 years ago, Jesus was fighting against this same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and he tried to give us uh, uh, the knowledge so we can avoid this. Mm-hmm. But now we're into this 2,000 years later, yeah. and it seems like it's coming to a head. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's, all right, just say that we are 97% of the people are under the rule of 3%, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It seems like we know all of the secret societies and everything that's out there. I think like the masses of the people, the good people that want to do right, should be able to unite some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just it. They are so divided through many petty little things as well. But you have to also realize that, that even at the top, um, the evil that, that uh, which they personificate really 
is also inherent in everyone. I mean, we all have the, the same abilities to be corrupt, evil, selfish, all all the things which are doing us in right now. Mm-hmm. And and that's what's against us. There's never been a time in history where a whole people have united and against something. Uh, you could stop the whole system tomorrow, even for a week, to get their attention by simply not going to work. <laughs> but you'll never get everybody to do it, you see. And even, it's interesting, even if you had um, concentration camps, the repetition of concentration camps, which Britain was the first country to start up, by the way, mm-hmm. in the Boer War. Um, That's right, right in Africa. Yeah, yeah. You, you will find that the way they present it to get the people into the camps, the, the families, uh, they're taking you to safety. It's always the same story. They we're taking you to safety. Peace and safety, yeah. And, and you'll find yeah. that, that, that uh, most of the women, see, the women are also divided. They follow what they seem to, seems to be a strong leader who promises them freedom and safety. Uh, ancient Nero said that. He says, we always aim propaganda. The female Hitler said the same thing because they want peace, safety, security. Well, the, the, the women would, would want to go in. They'd be a schism right away. And, and the men who were suspicious of it would probably go along with the women. Uh, this is what has happened before. You know. All right, because we're, we're running out of time. Go ahead, Rashid. Uh, it seems like everything revolves around money, right? Yeah. Okay. So if the people that are hurting behind this, if they would unite... I mean, we could even uh, we have enough uh, knowledge to to run to run the world. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, why why do we have to be concerned with them? I know. Make a new, new money. Make a complete new system if need well, it's be. It's already being tried, and they're cracking down on that. Mm-hmm. The gold and Liberty Dollar and all of that. So this power elite is more powerful than we think. But mm-hmm. uh, as you point out, there is power in all of us to resist and mm-hmm. to fight, and we're not doing it as a people. Mm-hmm. But Rashid, thank you for being a first-time caller. And uh, okay. call again, please. All right, all right. Alan Watt, uh, the website is cuttingthroughthematrix.com. My goodness, what a great show tonight, Alan. Yeah, it's been we'll good. Do it again. Thank sure. you. It's been a pleasure, yeah. Uh, And uh, let me know the responses you get. You'll get many, I'm sure. I I will. Thank you. God bless. Bye now. Okay, Alan. Bye-bye now. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. No more time. And uh, Michael dropped off from New York, so we had a great program tonight on this Wednesday night.